0: Together growing in faith-changing communities in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the book of Prophet Ezra, chapter 9, verses 5 to 9. And at the evening sacrifice, I, Ezra, rose from my fasting with my garments and my mantle torn and fell upon my knees and spread out my hands to the Lord my God, saying, O my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift my face to you, my God. For our iniquities have risen higher than our heads and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our fathers to this day, we have been in great guilt, and for our iniquities we, our kings and our priests, have been given into the hand of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, and to utter shame, as at this day, But now, for a brief moment, favour has been shown by the Lord our God to leave us a remnant and to give us a secure hold within his holy place, and that our God may brighten our eyes and grant us a legally reviving in our bondage. For we are both men, yet our God Has not forsaken us in our bondage, but has extended to us his mercy before the kings of Persia to grant us some reviving to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins, and to give us protection in Judea and Jerusalem. It's a beautiful prayer from the prophet of God. There are a few things that he says that are worth looking into. The first one, he talks about the iniquities of our fathers. If you go to that Mm. beautiful penitential psalm Mm. of David, have mercy on us, Lord, or have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy. For I have sinned against you. That which is evil I have done in your sight. If you, O God, should mark our guilty Lord who will survive, Psalm 139, but with you is found mercy and forgiveness. The acknowledgement of our sins. I go back to that beautiful penitential prayer at Mass. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned. I have greatly sinned. I have sinned in what I've done, in what i failed to do. It is my fault. It is through my fault. It is through my doings. My fault, my fault, my most grievous fault. That acknowledgement, that I have sinned. You know, it's something very important psychologically, spiritually, the acknowledgement of sin. I have sinned. I have done that which is not good. I've done something that God is not happy with. I've done something that God is not proud of. And sometimes as as people, we fail to acknowledge our faults. We struggle to accept that we could have done better, but we didn't. That the Lord demanded more of us, and we didn't do it. Now, what is fascinating with Ezra, he is not only acknowledging his sins, but the sins of our fathers. You know, the Catholic Church talks about original sin, that we are born in a state of sin. And in the most beautiful way, in the most normal way. There are certain things that we are struggling with today and those things that we are struggling with today are a result of the choices made by our parents some of the problems we are facing today are not from us but they stem from the past and so acknowledging that it's powerful but it's not just them who've done it. We also may have done something that is not helping us to grow. And so you see those two great elements a communal forgiveness, a communal penitential attitude. And I look at this as, as a family, as, as a church. You know, how many of us as as people have benefited, directly or indirectly, as a church, as men, as women, as white people, as black people, as Indians, as coloreds, collectively, We talk of privileges. We talk of advantage. But now if we can talk of collectively gaining something or being at the right time where things are happening, what about when collectively we have harmed the other person, the other group? And so this communal responsibility runs deep in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3 and chapter 18. It says, we have done that which is wrong. But even then, you, O God, have shown us mercy before the kings of Persia. We have given us the spirit to revive your house, to repair the ruins, to give protection to us in Judea. You have done for us what we don't deserve. You have given us what we did not work for. You have protected us even though we have harmed ourselves. And I'm looking at the graciousness of God. That He is so good. He's so great. He's loving. With everything that we've gone through, with everything that you may be going through as a an individual, as a family, as a community, as a church, as a couple, He's faithful. I love the concept of rebuilding the ruins. It's like it gives me hope that I can refine myself. That I can offer myself back to God. And I often say God makes no junk. And this is what it's all about. A God who says, I can rebuild you back into a house, into a fortified city, into a place of great love. And how many of us are longing for that? For that moment, for that closure, for that blessing. That says to us, Lord, I come before you. I stand before you. Knowing that all that I am, all that I have, is your gift. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.